Thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. met you. I'm Brandy Chapman. I am Ben's better half. <laughs> he is on a mission trip to Baja, Mexico with 12 others that we've sent from Luminous Church, and they joined 104 people in Mexico to build a dormitory for students who didn't have a place to live. They built a house for five people. They've handed out a thousand purple books and Bibles. If you don't know what a purple book, it's our biblical foundation book. And so they have just done an amazing job. As they were street evangelizing, inviting people to church, um, not to church, to a fiesta, um, they got 500 people to come. That's so many. Can we just give it up for the Lord? So um, as they are traveling back, yesterday they did their fiesta, they had their last day, and um, today they're going to be starting their, or making their way back and crossing the border. So I just want to pray for them as they travel back. Um, so just pray with me. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for what you did in Baja through people of Luminous and all the people that raised funds to go on this amazing trip, and just seeing your hand and providing for them financially, Lord Jesus. I just thank you in advance for that, Lord, and, and just what you've done, not only through them, but even through the people that have gave, Father. And so I just pray as they make their way back, Lord Jesus, that you would just watch over them, cover them, Father. I pray that as they cross the border with cars and, and buses, Father, that everything would just go so smoothly, Lord. There wouldn't be any complications, Father God. And I just... Um, I pray as they get back, Lord, the testimonies that they share, Lord, would just penetrate our hearts. Would you be with us this morning, Lord? I pray that you would help me, Lord, speak your words and not my words, Father. And I pray that hearts would be open to receive. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we are kicking off a new series. The series is called Be Real. So be real with family, be real with God, be real with friends. But before we can do all of that, we have to first be real with ourselves. So I really believe that God is just going to do amazing things through this four-week series. He's going to reveal things to you that maybe you've never thought about before. And so I pray that that, um, that goes well for you this, this series. So if you miss a week and miss a Sunday... Um, you can always go to our website and watch sermons online. And so um, so you won't want to miss this one. When Pastor Ben gets back, I'm sure he's going to have some amazing sermons for you. So today in culture, everyone talks about being real. They want us to be real. So I, I was here, found some, a few quotes, and so I want to just share those with you. Um, this one you've probably heard before. Be real with me, and I'll be real with you. How many of you have heard that before? The fakest people are the ones that claim they're real the most. I'd rather be labeled as fake for being real than be praised as real for being fake. How about this next one? Being real must be a sin because I keep getting punished for keeping it real. <laughs> 
Oh, I love this one. No more games, no more drama. When you want to be real, give me a holla. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and single people, if you want to use that, just remember you learned that one from me. <laughs> Cut out fake people for real reasons and not real people for fake reasons. Ouch. <laughs> so the world wants us to be straight up, right? You want people in your life to be real, to be straight up with you. We desperately, desperately want that, but actually, when do we do it? When do we find that? We start off with a bad slate, a bad slate called sin. We have sinful behaviors, believe it or not. Tell your neighbor, you are sinful. <laughs> we have created a bad us. We're often fooled into self-deception. And then we get into this crazy cycle trying to reinvent ourselves every six months or so. And then we're wondering, what's going on? What's happening? What do I need to change? And then we're always looking for certain things, right? We're out there looking, we're out there searching. But when you get into the word, you start finding out first who you are and who God intends you to be, and the self-deception falls out. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. James chapter 1, 22 through 25. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself, and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Be doers of the word. So the word is our starting place. The word, word, in Greek means logos. Can you guys say logos? logos. So if you turn to John chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, we're going to read about who the Word is. So it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. So if we look at that, we know that Logos is the second person of the Trinity, which is Jesus. So first it's God, then it's Jesus, and the third person is the Holy Spirit, all working together. And so if we change the word Word, <coughs> To Jesus, the scripture reads like this. In the beginning was Jesus, and Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. Jesus was in the beginning with God. Because Jesus was in the beginning, he was there when everything was made, right? When everything was made, that means you. That includes you. He knew before you were made. In Psalm 139, 13, the word tells us that he formed our inward parts, he knitted us together in our mother's womb, like we sang about this morning, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are his works that our soul knows very well. Now, I know some of you got up this morning and you were getting ready for church. And how many of you looked in the mirror? Right? I hope some of you did. You got, you know, brush that hair, put that makeup on. And so this morning as I looked in the mirror, and even over the years as I've looked in the mirror, there's something about myself I'm like, eh. So 
you might not have noticed because you're really sweet, but I have a really big forehead. And so most of my life, my mom can attest to this, I had bangs. I just had bangs to cover up my forehead because I was really insecure about how big my forehead is. But when I learned who I was in the word, right, he says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are his works. So when I look at myself, I know that even though I think my forehead's big, I know that my creator made it. Right? And so there's certain things about yourself that you may not like, but he says they're wonderful. Wonderful are they made. And he loves us. He loves us just the way he made us. And so we love ourselves. So I know there's some things that you're faced with in the word, but do you listen to those things or do you quickly forget? Do you look into the mirror and just say, oh, I hate my forehead. It's huge. It's big. I'm just going to keep covering up. Or do you say, no, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And wonderful are your works. Sometimes we are self-deceived, right? Self-deception can sneak into the lives of Christians who are hearing but seldom doing. I'm going to read that again. Self-deception can sneak into the lives of Christians who are hearing but seldom doing. We justify what we are hearing and end up knowing it and not doing it. Do you guys remember the game Simon Says? If you don't, that means you're really young and I'm really old. <laughs> So we're going to play a little bit of game of Simon Says. You don't have to stand up, but um, I'll explain the rules real quickly just in case you don't remember. But remember, when Simon says to do something, you do it. And when, um, if Simon doesn't say, then you don't do it. Okay, so here we go. Simon says to touch your nose. Simon says to clap your hands. Stop clapping. Oh, if you stop clapping, you are out. And don't be that kid that's like, oh, I'm still in. That wasn't me. So with Jesus, that gets flipped around. Jesus says to do something, and we don't do it. We just know it. Jesus says we don't do it, and we just memorize it. Jesus says something, we study it, or we post it on Facebook, we post it on Instagram, we let other people know that we know what Jesus said, right? But then still have a hard time doing it. So Jesus says, go make disciples, and he expects us to what? Go make disciples. Jesus says to go preach the gospel, and he expects us to what? Go preach the gospel. Jesus says, love our neighbor as ourselves, and we ignore our neighbors. Jesus says not to gossip, and yet we still do. So in James, remember it said, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and once forgets what he is like. So this weekend, I was solo because Ben was in Baja, but I had my wonderful mom and sweet friend Erin come in. And even through all of that, stuff still happens, right? So Benson locked himself in the bathroom, and I was going to give him a bath, so I already had the water running. And we are on the second floor of our house, 
And all I could think is, oh my gosh, this water is going to overflow. <laughs> Ben's not here. He's the only one that knows how to unlock this door. How in the world am I going to get him out? So I'm banging on the door, trying not to panic. I'm like, open the door. And I'm like, come on. And he's just not listening. I'm like, if you don't open the door, you're going to get a spanking. And he's still not listening. <laughs> I'm like, the doer of my words. This is my sermon. And why am I going through this? It's only to share it with you guys this morning. <laughs> so as I'm trying to frantically find something to open the bathroom door, I don't know if I open it or he open it, opens it, but I'm pretty sure it was him because I had no idea what I was doing. So he, as soon as he opens the door, we have another closet in the bathroom. He runs to the closet because immediately he knows what he did wrong. Right? He hides from me. He hides from his mom. And sometimes we find ourselves doing the same thing with Jesus. We're hiding from him, knowing his word, right? Hearing his word but avoiding it. So when you are just a hearer and not a doer, you'll find yourself not only avoiding Jesus, but <coughs> making excuses of why you weren't here this morning, or why you couldn't come this morning. People inviting you to community group, and like, no, I have to do this, or I, ha I have this stuff to do. Um, you skip hanging out with your friends, um, friends that love Jesus, that can see Jesus, because all of it's a reminder of what we're supposed to be doing, but we're not. <laughs> so what are some things that keep us from doing the Word of God? Fear, self-deception, pride, shame and guilt, maybe even unforgiveness or bitterness. When you guys are eating healthy and working out, right? When I go to CrossFit and I'm like, ooh, I'm making gains, right? Then I am quick to go look in the mirror, like, ooh, yeah, I see that. Look, I'm, I'm starting to get cut right there. See that cut? I'm like, babe, come in here, look. Look at this one. And then I'm quick to get on the scale, like, hmm. I know I've been working out. Let me go ahead and, hmm. Oh, yeah. I've lost a couple pounds, yeah. So you get excited, right? You get excited about making gains and doing things, and it's awesome. Then, um, unless, unless you're avoiding it, right? You're not making gains, you're eating bad, you're eating unhealthy, and then you're like, oh, that scale's in that bathroom, I'm gonna go ahead and go to this other bathroom, <laughs> right? Our scale, unless, unless it was broken, right? Because our scale needed batteries, and it kept saying low, and then Ben went and got batteries, and then he was like, hey, babe, um, leave us up on the scale. I think it's wrong. I'm like, <laughs> so I went and stepped on the scale, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is it. It's wrong. It's been saying, now I'm two pounds heavier than I was last week before you put batteries. Ooh, come on. So until you get real with yourself, with where you're at, you're not going to go anywhere, right? Until I get real with how much I weigh, I'm not going to lose any weight. So in Matthew, verse 7, 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like a wise man 
He built his house on the rock. When we lived in Midland, before um, Ben and I met, I was working at Odessa College, and I was assistant softball coach. Finally got this job right out of college, and was super excited, um, but then also started my walk with the Lord. And I was a baby. I didn't really even know the word very well. I was just learning, just coming and getting fed, but super <coughs> hungry. I was um, still falling off. I knew some things that were that I needed to do, but I just still wasn't. So I was just still being a listener and not necessarily completely a follower, just sold out for the Lord. So I ended up in this bad relationship that I had just carried out for a really long time. It wasn't going anywhere, but yet I just still wanted it to. And I knew the Lord was saying, leave it alone, like walk away. But yet I still found myself trying to make the relationship work. And so it wasn't until I got this phone call, and it was a college pastor at our church at Mid-Cities, and he said, hey, Brandy, I've really been praying, and I feel like the Lord put you on my heart, and I want you to be part of our college leadership team. Would you take some time to pray about it, and I'll call you back in a week. And I thought, wow, like, does he know who I am? Does he know that I struggle? With this relationship that I just can't get out of? Does he know that I still struggle with alcohol? Does he know that that I just, I, I'm just, I mean, I'm just so impure. I'm not even worthy of being a leader and not even just a leader, but a leader in the church. Like, that just seems crazy. And so as I'm processing through it, I hear the Holy Spirit saying, you are worthy. And he does see you in that way. And I want you to step into your So as I heard those words, I knew what I had to do. So I went to that guy. And even still, I was still trying to pursue it. I wanted to make it work. So I gave him the ultimatum, like, hey, let's get married before I'm leaving. And as I'm saying that, he gets a phone call. And the phone calls another girl. And so I'm like, wow, Lord, like, you love me that much to make that happened in that moment because I needed affirmation that I needed to lead that relationship and couldn't do it myself. So as I left, I knew that I was done. And when I said I was done this time, I was really done because I heard the Lord speak. And I knew that by his strength, I could get through it. And because I did, the Lord blessed me. He blessed me with a husband that I didn't even think I was worthy to have friend of mine said, you're going to marry a pastor someday, even when I was in my bunk, and I just laughed in her face, like, there's no way. <laughs> but then, how crazy is the Lord to come in and say, yes, there is a way, you are worthy. And now we have two beautiful children that are a blessing from the Lord. Children are a blessing from God. And I know that because of him, he brought me through that. So in James, remember it says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. The perfect law is Jesus. He was perfect in every way. And the way we see him clearly 
It's staying there long enough to see it. Coming face to face with reality because it's essential for being authentic, not only with yourself, but with God. Remaining in your word, truly hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit say, drop that relationship, you know it's not for me. It's the Holy Spirit saying to you, love on that neighbor and invite them to church. It's the Holy Spirit saying, love your husband, but not only love him, respect him. It's the Holy Spirit prompting you to get in your word. It's the Holy Spirit saying you were wrong and acknowledging that and turning from it. <coughs> Repenting and saying, Lord, just, just forgive me. I haven't been listening and I want to walk in obedience. So I want to challenge you this morning. I want you to get some quiet time with the Lord this week. Get alone with him in your prayer closet, whatever that looks like for you. Take a few minutes and just worship him. For me, it's putting on instrumental worship music and just clearing my mind for a moment. Try not to think that I need to change a diaper or I need to clean the house or I need to do those things. And just clearing my mind so that I can hear my Heavenly Father. And then I want you to take your journal and I just want you to write down whatever you hear, whatever he speaks to you. And ask the Lord, what's keeping you from being real? What are you hearing in the word and still not doing? And when he speaks, I just want you to write it all down so that you can remember it later, that you can refer back to it later. And as you do that, Ask the Lord to give you strength to become a doer and not just a hearer of the word. So let's pray this morning. Heads bowed and eyes closed. If you've been hearing the Holy Spirit remind you of things in your life that you have heard and know it, no, it's not what you're supposed to be doing. I want you just to give it over to the Lord today. I want you to physically just hold your hands out and just lay it at his feet this morning. Tell the Lord you're sorry. Ask for his forgiveness because he's already forgiven you. Father, you see these things laid at your feet this morning. We ask that you give us the strength to leave them there, never to be picked up again. Bring supernatural healing to the places we need it the most. Father, I want you right now, Lord, to just replace those things with your gifts, Lord, with your strength, Lord, with your boldness, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and just fill us back up. Jesus if you are new this morning to this whole church thing and God spoke to you this morning then you need to just hear this if you haven't heard it before 
when you believe in God, that he became man in his son, Jesus Christ. He lived a life that we should have lived, and he died a death we should have died in our place. And three days later, he rose again, proving to be the son of God, offering forgiveness of sins and eternal life for anyone and all who believe and repent of their sins. Today can be the day that you get real with yourself, but most importantly, with our maker. So if that's you this morning, I just want everyone to just close their eyes and bow their heads. So if that's you this morning, I just want you just to slip up your hand. This is acknowledging that you're ready to be real and to have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. Father, you see these hands raised. You know what they're dealing with, Father. And Lord, right where they are today, I pray that this would be a moment they would never forget. They would use it as part of their testimony, Father. So if that's you this morning and your hand is raised, I want everyone in here just to repeat after me. Lord, please forgive me. Please come into my heart. Make me new. I want to turn from my sins and follow you. Father, we just thank you for the hands that were raised this morning, Lord Jesus. It was no coincidence that they were here this morning. It was no accident that you wanted to speak to them, Father. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would just seal what you did this morning, Lord. And we just thank you in advance for bringing more people into your kingdom. We love you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you, um, let, let's give it up for the Lord. If you prayed that prayer this morning, and you just don't even know where to start, I would say this morning, as you walk out, we have a table that's set up, and we have some one-to-one -one books. You'd grab a one-to-one -one book and have somebody go through it with you. If you don't have anybody, there's going to be prayer workers available up here, and they will find somebody to go through it with you. This thing is life-changing. It's so simple and basic, but it's life-changing. If you've been coming for a while and you haven't done the one-to-one -one book, I would just challenge you this morning to grab one of those and grab someone you know to go through it. Because even if you've already given your life to the Lord, you've already surrendered. It's an amazing tool to use to not only fill yourself up, but to fill somebody else up and take them through it. And so it's just awesome. So Tyler, um, can you come up, help close us out? We just want Tyler to come up and and sing one more song. If you just need a moment to hear from the Lord and to talk to him about being real, Lord, what do, what do I need to hear this morning? What do I need to be real about? How do you want to change me? And you can hear him this morning as you worship. I just want you to take some time. You can sit down, you can stand up, but I just want you to hear from the Lord. There's gonna be prayer workers available during the song. 
if you just want to, if you just want somebody to pray with you because you don't know where to start, or you feel like you just need someone to get to help give you strength and speak over you, to stand with you and let you know that you can do it. So let's pray one more time. Father, we just thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for what you're doing in Luminous Church, Father. We thank you for this congregation that made it this morning. It's tough getting out of bed and it's tough getting here with little ones, but we did it. And so, Lord, I just pray this morning during this worship song, Father, that you would just speak to us. Speak to us about being real because fake is exhausting. So, Lord, fill us up. Fill us up in this place. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.